Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, Cupid profile, which I kind of forgot I still had, and uh, so I was looking at it, and it's some older white, white woman, and she had no fucking personality. Like after like short, you know, short one word replies, I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is done. She, I hate that. Like, why do people even bother? I know it's like, why are you messaging if you're like not even gonna. My favorite um stuff like I follow Reddit's where it's like failed Tinder conversations <laughs> and shit. And my favorite ones are when it's like a one word answer from a chick, and then the dude's always like says something like, "It's your magnetic personality that really got me to start talking." <laughs> <laughs> it's always so funny to me. So uh, she she uh, messaged me and goes, "Nada, hi, how you doing? You know, oh, I just saw this picture was kind of interesting." No, she just goes. Why are you wearing a headphone? Why are you wearing headphones on one of your pictures? Because one of the pictures that I had on there was um, um, something I had posted to Instagram, uh, where it was I had myself asleep in front of the microphone, and then I had a caption read uh, "Getting ready for the podcast," <laughs> and uh, and I and then I was like, <laughs> "Why is she asking you a question?" I, I, yeah, I'm like, "Why are you asking me that?" I mean, obviously, I'm sitting in front of a microphone with headphones on. I mean, what you kind of listen. Then she's a perfect person for podcasts because she can't read. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I and then I replied, I go, It is the sacred headdress of my of my culture. Is that a problem with you? <laughs> and, and she was like, and then she just replied, Oh. <laughs> like, and oh was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was just like going, Wow. And then uh she's like, Oh, I was just and then replied with, I was just curious. I was like, Well, you might want to frame the question as to, hey, how you doing? Noticed one of your pictures. You have a you have headphones on. For what what do you do with that? Because I mean I get it. You know, it could be a singer. You know, you could be, you know, recording an audio book. You know, recording my you know my um my manifesto. There's a lot of different right, reasons right, I could right. be doing that. You know, and I was just like on a QAnon <laughs> fucking talk show. <laughs> I'm I'm from California. And I'm the, I'm the uh, the uh, QAnon 
plus shaman. Because <laughs> you know there's Apple TV and there's Apple TV Plus. I'm the plus. <laughs> so funny. It was that QAnon shaman. Somebody said, um, somebody said, this happens in comic books all the time where the villain thinks they're the hero. Yeah. Because everyone keeps saying he seems like a comic book character. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's not a comic book. He's a human being. Don't. Don't separate yourself. <laughs> like, don't do that. It's like it's exactly what people used to call like, like fucking Hitler a monster. He's not a monster. He's a human being. Hmm. <laughs> don't well, don't do that. It's the same thing. Like people were calling like um Josh Hawley in the Senate. It was like, you know, this guy's like Hitler. And then people were replying, No, 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 no. He's not like Hitler. Hitler was a published author. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hitler, Hitler was a, as. You know, as sad as it is, successful. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> shit. Um, how hot has it been over there? Hot? Has it been hot at all? Because it's been. It was. Let me pull the weather up for it's you. It's been like ni- almost ninety, like the last couple of days over here. Oh no no. <laughs> um, we had a freeze warning uh, last week, I think. Yeah. Like Monday. Um, I have my fan on here at my desk. (laughs) That's how that's it's warm over your ground, which is the number one source for weather. It's currently 50 degrees in um, Phoenix. Let's see the 10 day. 67 right now here. Do do, do, 10 day. Oh, shit. It's going to rain this week. Um, Tomorrow it's going to be high of 72. And then it's going to be, that's the high, hottest day this week. It's also raining all week. So, yeah, we might, um, we're supposed to skirt some rain probably maybe Saturday, like 30% chance. You're so. just, just having a little, you know how it is. You have a little sprinkle. like heat wave in the winter. Yeah, dude, it's know? been like almost 90 like the last couple of days and the Santa Ana's going. Fortunately, we haven't had any major fires. So that's been a good thing. And then, uh, they go, yeah, we'll have the Santa Anas. The Santa Anas will die off a little bit tomorrow, um, uh, Sunday, but they'll come back Monday, getting <laughs> getting to like sixty five miles per hour, and it's going to be a cold wind. So then the temperature on Tuesday is sixty three. <laughs> I was like, fuck, no wonder people get sick. Oh my god, I know we're recording a podcast, but I'm I'm going to share this with you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I went to close Reddit. Because I always, I always usually have Reddit open, and then when we start recording, I close it because it's going to distract me. <laughs> but this is—it's just an old meme. Um, uh, and for the podcast, since this is a in uh, an audio format, oh, I've um, seen, I've seen that. <laughs> it's a dude, and we've all seen this, but it's a dude in full knight armor from like the middle ages lifting weights and it says dust thou even hoist <laughs> and it always gets me every time and look at this girl in the back taking a picture because she wants the dick yeah okay because that is a real man all right <laughs> i know he's that's his covid mask he's like COVID, COVID get me pimp stay with the protection dust thou even hoist <laughs> <laughs> sorry this isn't a podcast isn't the time to share memes but if i would have i would have forgotten and then, you know yeah that's the real crime <laughs> you would have forgotten i will say this real quick this isn't on the show notes so breaking news um i told steve that i went back to edge as my web browser oh yeah yeah because firefox was acting up which was true 
And then he said he uses Chrome. I said, Chrome always felt sluggish to me. And he says, it doesn't feel sluggish to me. And I go, oh, And I was using my old laptop too, so. Right. So I kind of thought about, I was like, I haven't used Chrome in like a year. Yeah. That's about so the same time, yeah. So I was like, let me give it a go. So I, I installed it on Friday. And it's the same exact speed as Edge. Yeah. They're essentially the same browser <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, well, I mean. Weren't they always kind of the same? Right. You know what I mean? So um, people are like, well, Edge doesn't have um, Google's tracking. And I'm like, yeah, it has Microsoft's. <laughs> like, who cares? You well, know, that's the thing. Whatever. Like, I kind of thought that too. I was like, oh, well, if I go to Chrome, because I was having problems. Well, I was, there's still the icon wasn't showing up. I even re downloaded it before. And I don't know what the fuck Microsoft did that, because remember how we said that, that it wasn't working right yeah. like you couldn't launch it from there but if you had it on the taskbar it worked but it was like really weird but um uh when i switched i was thinking of going to edge but then i was like at that point i was getting um uh the chromecast with google tv so i thought well if i start doing the stuff with that then it, and if i want to cast it it's just a lot easier to use chrome and then i in my mind my mind goes yeah with the tracking i go you know what i don't give a fuck anymore Apple tracks me. Android has been tracking me for, you know, Google's been tracking me for years when I had my fucking, like, what's the difference? I think I've gotten to the point where I'm not special <laughs> when it's, tra when it's tracking, like how, f what Facebook was caught doing. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of, when like, it's manipulate, right. when it's manip trying to manipulate me. Right. That's when it's, it's like, an okay, then I'm going to stay away from you. But Google is literally like, let me watch what you're doing and then anonymously use it for advertisements like who cares right yeah it doesn't it just doesn't matter anymore i think that's what because i went through a, a period where i was trying to do you know the more privacy privacy and that's fine the only problem is, is when you start getting deep into the privacy thing you just run into right-wing people yeah and it's and then you feel weird you're like wait <laughs> i didn't know you guys were here <laughs> yeah um, yeah you 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 know you're in the dark you hit the 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 bag flashlight and you see all these other tinfoil hat there you're like right you're oh, like, wait. wait this isn't and then you <laughs> Then you go in the bathroom and, and so you have that moment where you're washing your hands and you just look at yourself a little too long in the mirror. Like, <laughs> is this who I am? Uh, but, uh, you start, I freaking, you feel like you're losing yourself. <laughs> I, at that point I was, I was, um, it's, I realized it started with the Facebook thing where I was like, Facebook's minute was trying to manipulate people into certain things. And then I'm like, they're all doing it, you know, but they're not all right. <laughs> Social media can be an issue, but not, um, Google could give a flying fuck about any of us. They're just trying to make their fucking money. Yeah. Same with Apple and um, Apple's devices have better privacy though. Yeah. But I was watching this show. This isn't on the show notes either, but I, I was watching this sh new Ted Danson show on, on TV and um, called Mr. Mayor. And he plays the mayor of LA and he's some rich guy that doesn't know how he became mayor, but um, he's mayor and, um, he became mayor because the mayor of LA before it was 2020 and um he just they the la the final straw was something that the murder they go the murder hornets weren't murder hornets they were actually uh small north korean jets heading to heading to california <laughs> and then he goes all right i'm done i'm out of here he gets right. in the, he gets in this taxi it takes off you know and um but they had um they had this thing where they were going to put this recycling plant in brentwood and all these Brentwood people came to this town hall to like say they don't want it in their neighborhood. And they had people like David Spade, who's like, you know, I'm here because 
I don't want this because this is going to hurt my B business because I'm trying, I don't really know what I'm doing. I mean, I got a major investor. I got JJ Abrams, but he calls me like every day, every day, like where's my money? And I, I, I honestly don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, um, and they had this um, actress, Andy McDowell, but they had um, uh, Christy Teigen, you know, John Legend's wife. Mm-hmm. She was so funny. She, they go, um, they talked about a, uh, a, another town hall and she's like, why do we need low cost housing here? She goes, I mean, you know, I own 10 houses, so it's not like that expensive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then the, um, it's funny of all people to, to be the hoity toity one. Cause she's pretty <laughs> down to earth for how rich she is. <laughs> and then, um, Holly Hunter tackles her and goes, you're not special. And then tackles her, but they showed, they brought her in at the end. And, um, it's just her talking at this, another open, uh, this open door meeting. And she's like, I mean, she's like, you know, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. She goes, you know, it's screw it. I don't even live here. I just come here to these meetings because it's my only time that I can get out of the house. She's like, I mean, my husband, she's like, he's a great father for our two birds. Um, and, uh, she goes, but you know, I don't, you know what his name is? His last name isn't really legend. It's his last name is McGruff. Yeah. Like the crime dog. She's like, and she's like, and you know, I hear him and she goes, and he sings and she's like, I don't get music. Like, why can't you just say it? I mean, does does anybody else get it? Like, she's just going into this whole rant about how, you know, like music sucks. She was playing like a caricature of herself. Yeah. Of what people I think perceive, perceive her to be. And oh, she was funny. She's like, do you guys want to go out and go like paintball? I drove. I'll drive, you know, and she's like, I'll oh, screw you guys. I don't like Century City anyway. And she leaves. <laughs> and I saw it. I go, I was like, God, I love when they, you know, and, and her and Annie McDowell and David Spade, they were all playing caricatures of themselves of like Richie, hoity toity people. And it was just funny. But I was like, I was like, God, and I love it. Like, it was totally on brand too because Christy Teigen's like, you know, bashing John Legend. And I was like, <laughs> oh, um, another thing that's not on the show notes. Um, did you hear about, um, Bruce Willis? Oh yeah. Get, getting kicked, kicked out. I'm like, not, not Bruce Willis, but, but he's he, known to be kind of a dick anyway. Yeah, so But he had sense. a scarf around his fucking neck. Yeah. And everybody's like, pull it up, dude. Come on. You know what it is, is he's known for being a diva. I guarantee oh, yeah. you it's, it's not the mask. It was cause someone told, told him, him to. to do something. Yeah. So he was like, fuck you. You're below me. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Smith goes, that's such a cop out. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith don't like him at all. Oh no, he, he said he was a dick. During... He was a little bitch on the fucking movie that they did. Yeah, I thought that movie was funny though. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I was like, and I saw that, I was like, well, pull the scarf up, dude. Come on, what are you doing? And then I was just like, oh god, uh, never meet your heroes. Yeah, exactly. They'll they'll let you down completely. <laughs> all right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter we're thinking so you don't have to i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley uh this is trump's last weekend it is yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure he had a a rager uh, (laughs) at the white house well from what i was seeing in the pictures like everybody's cleaning out they were somebody was walking out with the bust of lincoln um and they were bringing. Where are they going with the bust of Lincoln? I have no idea. I go, you just not something's like. What are you doing? Like, is he put that back in his bedroom? And what's what, around. what cracked me up is because like, is this like somebody's last day at a retail store? Like, you know, you're run, you're like, well, I'm quitting this fucking place. I'll take whatever the fuck you want on the way out. You know, to be it's, honest though, like, and I'm not, I'm not giving Trump any credit here, but I think 
a few days before the next inauguration. It's probably always cleanup day. It's just that people are actually watching because <laughs> no one really ever gave a fuck. Well, but the there, there were people that were saying that because um, somebody they saw the chief of staff walking out with a picture of Trump and the president of China for whatever reason, because it's like, oh, that looks cool. And um, there are people, ex-employees of the White House going, they can't do that. Anything that goes into the White House is cataloged and stored. They go, you yeah. can't just take it out. And I'm like, there was a whole West Wing episode based on that. Like, well, it's it's classified as a museum. Yeah. Too. You can't. Well, it's not only a museum, but it's it has that same kind of distinction where you can't just be moving shit around. <laughs> like everything. Even I've heard that even like so when a new president comes in, I heard this when Obama came in that they decide what kind of shit they like, what bus they have in their in the yeah. Oval Office. And yeah, stuff. they get this, and it has book. to be. Not okayed, but he has to make the request, right. and then people move it and they track it, and they yeah. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. It's not just I'm just gonna fucking move this I, here. I, I mean, I expect with like some Trump people like carried like somebody just lifted the the bust of Lincoln, then dropped like two dollars on there and said this is this should cover it, and <laughs> just like walk. I really up the hope it. no one's in there stealing stealing things. Yeah, you know. I don't think they are, but I hope they're not because that's just. Stop it. What was it? They did a West Wing episode where it went back to like them going into the White House just before after inauguration. And uh, the secretary goes to Martin Sheen and goes, did you, did you pick stuff for the for the office? And he goes, well, she goes, well, you can pick anything, you know, from the from the library or from the Smithsonian. He goes, I want Apollo. He goes, I want the Apollo capsule. She's like, sir, you can't have that. He goes, well, then go away. Because <laughs> I go away. That's right. I was like, hell yeah, dude. You want... give me what I want. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I um, want the here's... model of the Enterprise sitting right here in the middle. Move that fucking say. table. Put That's it right on the right underneath the this eagle. Is where you have meeting with dignitaries. Fuck them. Put the Enterprise there. <laughs> um, here's a cool question. Someone asked me asked me this the other day. Um, a buddy of mine was like, "Look, the news has been very negative, and rightfully so, when it comes to politics." But let's focus on something fun. He goes, what What are you looking forward to politically that isn't important and isn't negative? It's kind of hard to answer. I thought about it for a while and, and I came up with something. What? Um, I, I want to know. I don't know why, but I'm very curious to see how um, the first lady, um, first pl- lady of lect, I don't know what the fuck um, how she decorates the White House because I don't like <laughs> Melania or Melania's style. I think it's tacky. Yeah. So it's one of the, it, the, the design that she uses is like one of those people that you, you know, you're like, Oh, you're an interior designer. I'm going to do it. You know, the, yeah, instead of you, chairs, they have like balls that you sit on, you, you know, know what it reminded me of. And this is no disrespect to the homies across the sea, but how like Russian people, with money would decorate their place. They're very gaudy about it. Did you ever, you saw Beetlejuice, right? Yes. Remember how they did the house? That's how I see it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm, I don't know why, but I am looking forward to seeing, I got in, I got, I kind of got into that when, um, Michelle Obama did it. Mm. I, I just find it interesting how you have this, like the country's most famous house. Right. Right. And just, 
it gets com- not completely redone, but it's interesting to see what kind of colors they do. I don't know why I'm into it. <laughs> I just think <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> but that that was my answer. What do you what do you think? What's what are you looking forward to? That's not important. Like it's not some grand political gesture, and it's not negative. Because lately, all anybody ever talks about is how shit Trump is, and rightfully so. Yeah. But we gotta we gotta start focusing I, on fun things as well. I I I. I know this is going to come out as kind of being bad, but it's like the only thing I mean, right now I'm looking forward to an elected official walking out with excellent posture. Yeah. 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 You know, cause it, like, like they, somebody had a picture of Trump from the other day and it looks like he, you know, like he's top heavy, like he's gained so much weight. His spine cannot no longer support him like he's leaning he slouches he's you know he leans forward but it's like i want a president that has excellent posture you know i want that fucking teddy roosevelt kind of posture you feel me <laughs> yeah. like his chest is so far forward it hits you in the face when he comes on tv like some people go like oh trump is the most manly president that we've ever had and i'm like well compared to you mr bean is you know pretty manly but somebody had said like <laughs> somebody else was like going yeah i think teddy roosevelt might have a little bit of an issue with that dude motherfucker got shot and then talking, still gave the speech if we're talking about traditional masculinity and not in a toxic way <laughs> but just traditional ma- teddy roosevelt wins every fucking time yeah it's there isn't an argument it's not an opinion it, that is the <laughs> it's in the library of congress who's the manliest president of all time yeah. teddy roosevelt now if you go to boston <laughs> It's Tom Brady, then Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like you can you can kind of break it down though. Teddy Roosevelt was like the Captain Kirk of presidents. Yeah. And really I would was. say I for some reason when I see him like when they go, Yeah, you know, he used to like wrestle and I in my mind I kept thinking that da 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 the music from Star Trek. Because you have you have two main styles of presidents, but well three. The third one is the shitty ones like Nixon and (laughs) Trump, the ones that fucked up. Um, But then you have ones that are very like, this will happen now. This needs to happen right now. And that's like the Kirk style. And then you have a more Picard style. I'll I'll put um, I'll put Lincoln on that category. Yeah. He's a thinker. He's a philosopher. He has a grand idea. He's a philosopher. Exactly. (laughs) He philosophizes the fuck out of that shit. I think of dodgeball. Oh, he's a philosopher now. I love that I found, movie. I, oh, I found out. <laughs> I just remembered the scene smacked me in the face. Um, I will say this before I get into the silly thing that I found online. Um, I have the perfect response to anyone who thinks it's okay to wave the Confederate flag in the United States of America in 2021. How do you think Abraham Lincoln would feel? If he came here suddenly and saw you waving that flag, since you're such a fucking patriot, <laughs> you know, because Lincoln slapped the shit out of you, right? He's a big motherfucker, and he used to box. What's too. funny is, is that when you said that, there's an image that popped into my mind, and it's from the last um, Mission Impossible movie, Fallout. It had um, Henry Cavill co-starred in it. There's a scene when him and Tom Cruise fight this dude in the bathroom, and uh, oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah, scene. where he gets up 
and he looks and he just starts charging the guy and he does like this thing with his arms like he's cocking both arms and then he just goes in and starts beating the shit out of the dude that's what i see lincoln doing with the right. confederate flag i just see him cocking those arms and then just start letting loose now every time anytime i think of abraham lincoln i see um daniel day lewis because that movie was amazing <laughs> oh god okay and but the reboot him. the reboot is henry cavill is going to be right lincoln. <laughs> I could just see like the, the Confederate flag dude like in broken English because they usually can't speak English very well. Right. Just screaming and screaming and Lincoln just quietly takes his hat off, <laughs> takes the coat off real slow, fastens the suspenders and beats the monkey shit out that motherfucker. Dude, he goes into like Donnie Yen kind of martial arts and beats the shit out of that dude. <laughs> I was talking to my I was talking to my uncle recently, my uncle uh, Ralphie in Boston. I said, "What do you think about this Confederate flag in the in the state capitol?" And he took a deep sigh, and he's like, "People are not thrilled here." Adam. I bet. And I go, "I bet." I said, I'm, "People aren't thrilled here either." <laughs> and he goes, "No, you don't understand. These people are behaving like they fought in the in the Civil War. Like they're saying, you know how many how many of our of our people died.'" So that flag was, and I'm like, well, they're right. He goes, they are right, but they also need to calm down. Because <laughs> <laughs> people have been getting into fights. <laughs> and I go, why are there people like sympathetic to the kids? Like, no, the people who agree with each other are fighting each other because they're just so amped about it. <laughs> you can't, any New England don't fuck with that shit. You right. know, and I've told, I've told Steve, because if you live in um, the Southwest or, you know, the South, um, <laughs> you might, remember seeing that flag maybe on a on a truck or i will say truck by the way i'm not gonna say cut um unless it's, a, unless it's it. the general lee from dukes of hazard right <laughs> or someone had it on like a ball cap or something yeah. like that um you never see that in boston because that motherfucker would get smoked bro. oh fuck yeah. it wouldn't even be in new york too and and I'll even throw Vermont, New Hampshire in there. <laughs> <laughs> even the even the more conservative New England states, they don't play that shit. Like it's it's funny. That's why when I first moved to Arizona, I think it was like the first month I was here, I saw I saw somebody with a Confederate flag bumper sticker and it said the south will rise again and i go what the fuck <laughs> like i was so shocked i was like oh my god i was clutching my pearls bro <laughs> clutching my american pearls you feel me i was ready <laughs> where's the musket at <laughs> like are we doing this again jesus i know you're just kind of like you know i hear that and it's like oh what so you can lose again but what's funny is that they're like oh yeah this is the first time the confederate flag was in um in the state capitol go yeah it lasted even less time than the confederacy did (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love it anyway anyway moving on let's talk about Um, a cat killer (laughs) (laughs) so when i saw so so here's here's the the headline (laughs) jamie lynn spears for those that don't know that's britney spears's younger sister Jamie Lynn Spears blames Elon Musk and Tesla for killing her cats. Now, I read that headline. I go, this is my douchebag. I already know it is. <laughs> but then I read on. And I'll read it real quick because it's short. Jamie Lynn Spears calls Tesla, quote unquote, a secret cat killer <laughs> and told CEO Elon Musk that he owes her a couple new feline friends. The actress, singer, and sister of Britney Spears said in a, a since-deleted Instagram video that her cats were run over by a Tesla they never heard coming. Teslas, like other electric cars, run quieter than vehicles with gas-powered engines, just in case you were an idiot and you didn't know that. Um, we have now lost 
I don't know. I don't want to tell you how many cats because they don't hear the Tesla crank. And unfortunately, things happen and it's really devastating and tragic for everyone involved. She said in her Instagram post, according to multiple news reports that preserve the video. Elon Musk, let's figure it out. She said, you owe me a couple of cats. (laughs) Spears recommended that Tesla emit noises that bother animals so they move out of the way. She suggested that this update excuse me, would ensure that animals aren't caught off guard and things don't end in a very tragic way. So I'll I'll just stop reading that because it's just statistics after that. Um, her idea isn't a bad idea. I don't really know why she deleted the tweet. Probably because people were hating on her or whatever. But Yeah, yeah um, but well, Tesla's, uh, all the righties were... Because, you know, Tesla's Oh, been... my God. Like, people need to get Elon Musk's dick out of their mouth. <laughs> like, I like the guy, too, but Jesus. <laughs> um, so I guess there is a bit of tone death in, in there just because I have so many Teslas in my neighborhood. <laughs> kind <laughs> of shit. Um, but I thought her idea was a good idea because Teslas are very quiet. Well, I mean, the same thing. I've been caught off guard by one one time. I was like, oh, shit. Not even even just Teslas, but like the, the, um, the, a lot of the hybrids, you don't hear them coming. You don't know how many times I was like jumped back because of like a, a hybrid, just like I didn't hear until it was already on me, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's like. Especially when you're in a big, a busy city like LA or something like that, because there's so much ambient noise. Yeah. Because if if you're in a quiet neighborhood, you'll hear a Tesla. It's it's, it's a moving object. <laughs> you know what I mean, but when you're when you're dealing with traffic noise and stuff, and and normal cars making noise, you might not notice. <laughs> but um, I thought it was a good idea. So no, that, that makes it, a lot of sense. Like you know, or even just for people, you know, that you can kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be like you know those guys that you know, have the really tiny dicks that put those big old loud-ass bufflers right. on their cars. Like, <sighs> I want to hear a Tesla that sounds like a fucking Mustang from the 60s. <laughs> just to do it. It, just sound, it sounds like, the yeah, the Mustang from, like, Bullet. You know, that... No, I sound like a fucking F-17 when it <laughs> takes off from the red light. I want a seven. <laughs> I want a 747 turbine kind of, like, engine sound. <laughs> I wanted to sound like the fucking space shuttle when it leaves the Fry's parking lot. <laughs> it's all dark. Or dream with the fuck's that? Oh shit! <laughs> windows breaking and shit. <laughs> but not the Tesla windows. Yeah, right. Not the Tesla's. <laughs> or you know, like um, I don't know if you remember Battlestar Galactica when it in that episode where it hit um jumped right into the atmosphere of new caprica it was coming down and then it made that jump sound and all that wind kicked out i want That's it to the- sound like <laughs> battlestar galactica every time <laughs> <laughs> but um this is a perfect and example. it says and it has it has edward james almost's voice before his, you hear jump <laughs> it has that just before it turns on another missed opportunity and and i'm gonna i'm gonna play something in the mic real quick um when you start a Tesla, this is the noise that it should give. Hold on. That's the noise. I want to hear that from the computer, from that ugly ass tablet in the center of the fucking computer and the dash. That's the only thing I don't really like about the Tesla aesthetically is the interior. I think it's ugly. How minimal it's like 
it doesn't look minimalistic. It looks like someone really tried to make it be minimalistic. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it took us it took us years to make it look that minimalistic. Like <laughs> put some shit on my dashboard. You know what I mean? Like I paid enough money for this. <laughs> Let's put a clock on I want here that manipulated matter kind of ki- that's keyboard. Right. That's what I want. I want dis- that's right. I want I detachable want my- I want detachable wheels. They don't that's make right. sense but they look cool. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um got detachable wheels why it just increases maneuverability but that doesn't make sense (laughs) the perfect example of why you need to read the whole article before passing judgment um yeah it is kind of a like rich white girl thing to complain about but when your pet dies that kind of sucks yeah you know so but honestly i've seen cats die from fucking F-150. So I don't know <laughs> if it's going to help. Um, a, I it depends, though, because sometimes cats have a death wish. Like, they're just like, they're ready for it. They're like, let's I think just do this. Is cats are assholes. They don't think the car is going to hurt them. The cat's like, fuck you. Yeah, the, cat's looking at, the cat's looking at the you know, F-150 going, fuck you. You don't have the balls. <laughs> That's right. Because real talk. How many cats versus how many dogs have you seen dead in the road? That's true. Dogs are like, I'm good. I'm going to stay playing back. The cat's like, fucking pussy. I'm going to crawl back. Like, oh, dumbass. You're a bitch. That's <laughs> I know you I, You must have been neutered because you ain't got no balls, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so. Now it's time to jump into um, some of the news stories that may have slipped under your radar this past week. So, kicking off, Apple TV Plus is really digging these uh, ex- these uh, extended uh, free trials. It's because probably no one's signing up for it. Probably. Uh, the one-year free trial of Apple TV Plus has been extended again, this time from February to July. Apple TV Plus launched on November 1st, 2019, which means many of those were uh, were there for day one of the free trial would have started paying in November 20th. Apple then extended the free trial for eligible users to February 2021 to ensure they stick around for season two content. Well, Apple has pushed the free trial back a second time, though this time there doesn't appear to be a direct uh, direct reason. Season two of the most popular shows like Dickinson and Servant have already begun airing and season two of Four Mankind will air in February. Apple may have a few a uh, few more shows to air before July or perhaps a new season or movie to air in August to entice cu- consumers to stay. This means that for those of you who started the free trial between November 2019 and June 2020 will receive extra months up to five free According to 9to5Mac, anyone who signed up for the f- service prior to January 2021 will receive uh, a $4.99 credit in uh, a $4.99 in-store credit through June. So, I'm my subscription ended um, or is supposed to end in late February. So, I guess I'll probably get that email saying that hey, it's going to go on a little longer. But yeah. uh, to be all honest. It's probably the least one that I watch. Well, I watched, um, I do want to finish the first season of For Mankind or whatever. That was a good show. But I watched the comedy show they had on it. I can't remember the name of it, but it was um, 
it was like a like a game company that was making an MMO. Oh yeah, I, I didn't want. I I wanted to see that, but I didn't get around to it. That was good. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the problem is, is I finished watching that over a year ago. Yeah, I think like you need to come out with seasons quicker. Now I understand COVID happened, so that probably delayed. I know everything. they're filming season two of that show. Right. So I think. I think the issue is, is that COVID just, they, it just was bad timing to launch a new fucking yeah. thing. Cause, yeah, that could have been it too. Because um, I completely forgot about it until it gets brought up in the news. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, Apple TV. My kid, um, my son liked that Dickinson. Oh, right. Um, and you watched it because you liked the chick. You didn't give a fuck about the show. Keep it 100%, bro. Oh, I, I figured that was pretty right. evident. <laughs> in I never time watched film. it though. I did actually. Then, I watched a couple of episodes. I haven't got back into it, but I know season two's out. So now maybe I'll probably um, finish watching it. But I actually watched that show, Ted Lasso, the one with the guy from SNL. The, the I heard that was cool. That's too. a really good show. I really enjoyed that show, and I just and I was like going, God, I go, I finished it now. How long do I have to wait? They have started filming season two because I think it films in the UK. Um, so I was like, okay, that's cool. So that's coming, but that probably won't come till later this year. One. One of my favorite movies of 2020 was The Banker. I you, love that movie. You know, I still haven't a, gone around seeing that. It was such a good movie. I want to see. So there's, there's. I want to see that content and, on it. Yeah, I want to see that, and I want to see that um, that uh, World War II movie with um, Tom Hanks. That's on there too. Oh yeah, I, I fucking forgot about that. Yeah. Now I got to cue that up and watch that. But um, yeah, like well, I was fucking watching all, all weekend. I've been watching Dragon Ball. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have a Funimation, which is a anime streaming service. I have that for my kids. And I'm like, I pay for this shit. Let's see something on it. My friend's like, you got to watch Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, yeah, I never really watched it. I was like, but I'm going to start from the beginning because why started Dragon Ball Z? Dragon Ball's when he's a little kid. Right. And um, this show, it came out in like 86, is so funny. Like, I guess Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball was supposed to be like a, almost like a parody of an anime. Oh, right. And um, this kid says some crazy shit, and it's so fucking funny. Like, he has this thing where, because he's an alien. Right. And and he he goes, are, are you a girl? And she goes, of course I'm a girl. You know, anime, with the girls are always yelling at people. Right. And he pats her on <laughs> on the crotch <laughs> and he just no no sex just pat pat and goes oh yeah your girl okay <laughs> and she's like what the <laughs> she's losing her mind and it's just like these zany fucking adventures it kind of reminds me like of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on acid like just <laughs> it's just crazy I'm like this is the greatest show I watch it while I'm working now because I don't really need to pay attention to it <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm I'm with the little song comes I'm dun dun dragon ball dun dun dragon ball I'm all into it and shit. I guess I'm a weeb now. I don't know how it I works. Guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, something interesting. Uh, GameFly has expanded its video game rental service with new subscription tiers, which could have customers paying even more or less depending on their needs. To start with, it now has movies only subscription plans. Um, likely for those who don't have the time to commit to video games, 
but with like access to move, movie Blu-rays and DVDs. I so, don't know. So Netflix? I don't know. <laughs> I know there is a small portion of the population who is really sick and tired of having having to have so many streaming services. <laughs> um, but it's not a big fucking. I don't know. Right. I don't know how much money GameFly would make off of that. Maybe they just have all the movies and like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, in some instances, I would say yeah, that might work now, considering that it's like what four bucks to rent a movie on yeah. anywhere else, and you're like, oh well, if I'm paying twelve bucks and I watch three movies or four movies that already pays for itself. But see, I think the problem that Gamefly is going to have with the movie portion is that people like you and me are fine waiting two to three days for a movie to come to us because we're used to it. Right. Young people aren't used to that. No. It's to them... To them, if you if shipping's anything more than what fucking Amazon does for free, they freak out. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. It's a guy. It's it's in seven to ten days. It will get here. Well, seven to ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like about it. it's like I mean, even when I signed up for GameFly when I did that month or two, um, you know, it was in Santa Ana, you know, Orange County. It still took like four four or five yeah. days to get the initial the initial disc. So, you know, that could be an issue. With um, when I had Gamefly here, I was getting it. I think from the same place you get it from. Oh, really? So it would take it would take like a good two weeks, mm. or no, like a week and a half or something like that. Um, Gamefly has also introduced the more expensive Elite tier, which will exist alongside the standard option for both movies only and games plus movie subscription types. Elite subscribers will obviously get perks other customers won't get, including early access to sales and the ability to rent new titles on release day uh, via a feature called Game Lock up to one week before they come out. For what? Standards, so they can like pre-order <laughs> rentals, I guess. Right. Um, both Elite and Standard customers can rent 4K discs, however, if they have a, a Game Plus movie account. Movies only customers can only get 4K discs with an Elite account. For those on a tight budget, Gamefly has also launched a $5 basic tier for Games Plus Movies customers. It doesn't have access to new titles, 4K or Game Lock, but it's also $4.50 cheaper than the more affordable standard subscription. See, that um, I would do. I would see, do. I'm, and, and this is why I'm not hating on Gamefly because, yeah, they made expensive tiers, but they also have a cheap tier too. Yeah, that's new because you know? before it was like 10 bucks was like the – the cheapest tier you could get but see like that would be good 10 bucks isn't even that bad to be honest no i mean but you know if you're doing if you're steady gaming, yeah if you're steady gaming if you're not then the one tier but see the one thing that i like about that option is and this is one of the things and this is one of the things i i kind of hate when you get into some of these you know but then the new games you can it's like if you're going game five you're not playing new games yeah I mean, you're playing games that you missed. I mean, most of the games that I played, I think I had one or two that just recently came out, which I was still surprised I got. Like when I when I asked for it, but I'm I was playing older games. So Gamefly Gamefly is the perfect service for console gamers who want to catch up on their backlog. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. Um, Gamefly marketing director Joe Slipsky, um, or Slepsky probably, um, said in a statement, Shlepsky. we've <laughs> sorry. Uh, we've been taking. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm not a fucking communist. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we've been taking multiple steps this year to meet our members' needs, starting with our Game Lock feature, which for the first time offered members a guaranteed rental. Secondly, we've shouldered more inventory costs on our side 
by and I like how they say shouldered. Like they're it's such a burden for them. We hoisted. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> we've shouldered more inventory costs on our side by increasing our inventory on almost all games across the board. This breaks from the traditional rental model going back over 40 years where one one to one fulfillment was not possible. Additionally, we've added more service service levels giving members even more control on how we fit into their gaming styles. Alliance Entertainment, a physical media distributor, purchased GameLock back in October. That gave the company access to more extensive catalog of games to buy and rent. It launched GameLock shortly after that. So I think this is a solid move. It's just a sign that, um, you know, it's a sign of the times, I think, with with everybody being at home a lot more. Um, I've been seeing other reports that the gaming industry is, has seen a incredible boom yeah um over year 2020 which makes sense i mean just people are home more yeah um and and also you you do this like this makes a this makes good sense if you have kids that are schooling you know that are that are home that are home they're not going anywhere and you're like well i don't i don't want to keep buying them games you know it's like right. oh hey we could do gamefly and then you get the two game rentals because if you you know you have two kids or you have a you know whatever and they don't always want to play the same game. You you have that flexibility. It, it now it makes a better deal. You know, a better slowly, idea. Slowly, slowly but surely, I'm I'm turning all my gamer the kids that play games in my house into PC gamers <laughs> because both of my sons have computers now. I just I just finished a computer for my youngest son, and it's a little older. You know, it's got just the old leftover parts from the other builds. Yeah. But um, he was playing Fortnite on it today. I mean, he was it's, playing it's, Minecraft. You know, it's, it's an older computer. It's a you know, it's the Commodore sixty four. But right. you know, <laughs> listen, still plays Fortnite. <laughs> he was playing that. We were playing. We played. Still plays GTA five. <laughs> oh, and he played. Um, see, the cool thing about being a PC gamer is you get free games all the fucking time. Like I have over three hundred and fifty video games on the PC because they just they constantly are giving me free games like um, Battlefront two. Um, which is not a game anyone would probably buy anymore, <laughs> um, is free on the Epic Game Store. So he downloaded, he's playing that, and he was having a good time. Nice. You know, so, I mean, I'm trying to switch them over to the light side, you know? Because <laughs> honestly, I don't want to buy the other consoles. I was kind of thinking about, like, I want to buy a PlayStation 5, but I don't want to buy the new Xbox because all the games come out on the fuck computer. Such a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. You <know>. Right. <sighs> All right. Moving on. Uh one um in one of probably many dissections of CD Project Red's missteps in making Cyberpunk 2070, 2077, excuse me. Um <laughs> how dare you. I don't need SJ Warriors coming after me for mispronouncing that. Uh Bloomberg No one's no one's backing up. <laughs> Cyber, you're fine. <laughs> uh, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier just um, published a piece investigating the game's development. His reporting doesn't back up forum uh, thread rumors about Keanu Reeves. Instead, it's a more run-of-the-mill issue of unrealistic development timelines and failing to account for console hardware limitations. This is also where you got to file under, we already kind of knew this, uh, as the article explains, despite being announced in 2012, the company was still focused on Witcher 3 and full development didn't begin until 2016 when CD Projekt Red, quote, hit the reset button. Uh, 
The game's impressive E3 2018 demo is described as almost entirely fake. Despite pledges from leadership that crunch wouldn't be nece- that crunch wouldn't be necessary, developers still felt pressured to work long hours. And when its um, when its spring 2020 release date was announced, they started taking bets on on when it would be delayed. Management apparently hoped to quote unquote double dip um, with versions of the PS4, Xbox One ahead of the next gen upgrades, but underestimated their lack of how horsepower and low storage. Add in COVID-related restrictions during the last stretch of development where programmers mostly played development builds on the games at home on PC, far away from testers on consoles who would see the game's issues. Major bugs and missing content were apparent right up until the game was finally released, and you know how things went from there. Refunds. Sony uh, pulled the game from its digital store and its inevitable lawsuit. DC Project Red co-founder Marcin Iwinski offered an apology and an updated timeline on patches earlier this week, saying, quote, The console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standards we wanted it to meet. Yeah, no shit. Uh, the first of two patches to address last-gen console issues is expected to arrive in the next week or so. Yeah. Um... I'm just, I'm going to wait until the game, the not, well, not game of the year edition, but when the um, complete edition comes out for 20 bucks and (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick it up. I mean, it's, it it looks like the game could have been so fucking great. And I've heard that piece, the PC version of the game is not that bad with glitches and stuff like that. Same thing I heard Um, with the Xbox um, series X and the PlayStation five. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's getting a bad rap, but then I watched this hour long. So there's a, there's a guy, um, on YouTube I watch, um, called his channels called beat him up. He's a cool dude and it's mostly Nintendo stuff, but he did this hour long review of cyberpunk 2077 and he really broke down how you can tell the game was just trying to trick you into thinking it was finished. Like there was there was one part that he pointed out where you're in this scene where you're you're in a car chase scene, you're shooting from the car and stuff. Right. But he he replayed it a few times and he realized no matter how many times you shoot that guy, he is scheduled to die at a particular time in the scene. Oh, he said it was like a 90s video game. It was just on rails. And and for a game that's supposed to be open ended like that, it, it was just foolishness. Yeah, and I was like, damn, after I watched that video, I did not want to play that game at all. I know, that sucks. You know, I was just like, there's no point to it. And it was it was more sad than anything. He looked sad. Yeah. Like he wasn't angry. He was just like so depressing. Yeah, and I was like, fucking A. But like, you know, people said they go, Did everybody forget Witcher Three? And I was like, Yeah, I guess everybody can Witcher Three was glitchy in the beginning, but the game was done. Because Witcher Three is still one of the greatest RPGs of the last ten years. But when it came out, it was garbage because it barely ran on anything. But now it's great because you with CD Projekt Red games, you wait until the Game of the Year edition comes out. <laughs> right, because that's when and then you buy it. Because I bought, I bought Witcher Three. I still haven't played it. But a buddy of mine, um, he played. That's the only game he played for like two months. Damn. Like he's just like this game is fucking amazing. He did everything. But I'm I just haven't been in the mood to do a fucking sweeping RPG. I've been playing like the pick pick 'em up games lately. Hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm just lazy, <laughs> too lazy to have fun. So, 
You know, <laughs> you knew the resurrected Lucasfilm Games brand would eventually produce a Star Wars game, but now it's clear. It, but now it's clear just who will be involved, and this time it's not EA. <laughs> Let's take a pause real quick. Be happy that it's not EA. <laughs> I'm move on with that. Lucas Games or Lucas Films, I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. Lucas Film Games told Wired that Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment, the team behind the Division 2, is developing an open world Star Wars game using the studio's Snowdrop Snowdrop engine. The project is still so young that Massive is in the mid the midst of hiring for it. But the Division 2 director, Julian um Gerightly? Yeah, why not? Sure. We'll helm we'll helm the new title. Um, the news came a day after Lucasfilm um, unveiled plans for an Indiana Jones game from Bethesda's Machine Games, the unit behind modern Wolfenstein shooters. Uh, Massive has still indicated that it's working on its Avatar game, although it's still unnes- uncertain. <laughs> you could say unnecessary. And I was like, I agree with that. I was saying necessary, but that's a Freudian slip. Who the fuck cares about Avatar anymore? I know. I don't know what it is. Like everybody has that movie or that game that everyone loved, and you're you feel like you're the only person that goes, What the fuck is the appeal? <laughs> and and <laughs> fucking Steve knows. <laughs> Avatar is that movie for me. I I didn't see it in the theater, and people say that you miss a lot of its effect. If you didn't see it in the theater, but I watched it and it was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> like I didn't like it at all. <laughs> and I like some pretty shitty movies. Howard and the duck. Me, How could you not like avatar? And I'm like, I don't, I'm just as confused as you. I don't know. <laughs> I just watched it. I've seen that one time and that was at Steve's house. <laughs> and that's another thing. I usually like anything at Steve's house. Cause we'd be fucking having a good time watching movies over there. Yeah. But I was just like, this movie, and I, I think I was talking a little shit, and I was annoying people there. I was like, this is Pocahontas is space trash, motherfucker. Why are we watching this? And Steve was laughing, but I think um, his brother was like, fuck this clown. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, the Ubisoft deal marks an end to EA's exclusive, exclusive rights to make Star Wars titles. Thank God. Disney senior VP Sean Shop Todd. Uh, told Wire that EA would remain a very strategic and important partner, but wasn't shy about Disney's desire to broaden its range of developers for the space franchise or the space fantasy franchise. We did feel like there there's room for others, Shoptel said. And that's a very Disney move. Disney knows from a marketing standpoint and from a strategic standpoint, certain kinds of games right. are going to be made better by certain kinds of developers. Ubisoft has already proved themselves with open open open-ended games like that. I still love it, the I still love the uh the Jessica Jones memes where it has her looking off and then David Tennant staring at her and it's like yeah. she has Ubisoft and then the the don't fuck the sun. <laughs> um it's not a surprising expansion. Uh, critics have have accused EA of squandering its Star Wars rights for most of the past eight years, for real. I mean, With seriously. Few <laughs> I mean, Battle Battlefront Two. I was playing it a little bit with my son today. It is a fun game, but it's not. It's not as. I mean, Fortnite has more to do in it. Mm. Like it's it's not that flushed, and it was a little glitchy. The game's been out for a minute. Yeah, and it was a little glitchy. Like when it was switching to menus and shit, I would see the 
the last men you kind of ghosting in and shit. Mm. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's what's <laughs> happening? Am um, I playing? A, am I playing a Nintendo 64 version? Like, what are we doing right. here? Um, with few major titles reaching. Wait, where was I? Okay, it's not so. It's not a surprising expansion. Critics have accused EA of squandering its Star Wars rights for most of the past eight years, with few major titles reaching players. Um, the publisher is almost almost better known for canceling games in the franchise than releasing them. <laughs> Throw in questionable decisions like Battlefront's, Battlefront 2's early pay-to-win mechanics, and it may it may feel like EA only re- recently made good use of the Star Wars name through games like Jedi Fallen Order and Squadron. Jedi Fallen Order was fire, dude, and so was Squadrons. I really like Squadrons. Patrick yet, said he, he Patrick said he played it with the um the uh, the AR mechanic, and he said, dude, he goes yeah, if you have heard it's he tight. goes if you have to he goes. He goes, buy it strictly just for that. Like, he goes, it's amazing with that mechanic. Ubisoft's involvement would increase the volume of blockbuster Star Wars games. More importantly for Disney, it might also reduce the chances that any one release spurs people on the concept of a Star Wars game. While Disney and Lucasfilm games are still likely to be picked picky about developers, it won't be surprising if they invite more partners going forward. So... The, the magic of Jedi Fallen Order for me is they remembered that Star Wars is a very character-driven franchise. Yeah, you can't for really, better for better or for worse. Like well, <laughs> you, well, you the, have to have story in there. Yeah, or it's the, not going to work. The only the original Battlefront for the Xbox um, were fun because it was the you know the it was kind of like the pre Call of Duty. Well, simpler version. times too. Yeah, you know it was like oh your your shock trooper your um, clone troopers and you're fighting the war, which was kind of cool. But as as we've progressed and and gamers have progressed and and evolved, their tastes have evolved. Star Wars is a really character driven game. If you don't have a good character, everybody's like, well, why am I playing Call of Duty in Star Wars? Like, what you know? Right. You you and Fallen Order is a movie. Yeah. It's it's a Star Wars movie and it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than some of the other Star Wars movies that have come out. <laughs> Um, I actually, now that I have the new graphics card, I have a, basically a new computer with all the upgrades. I need to replay that game because I never finished it because it was, it was getting with my graphics card I had before. Like if a lot of shit was going on, oh, yeah. <laughs> it would start fucking up <laughs> and it pissed me off. So I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to play it anymore. I need to redownload it and play it. But, um, I really star Wars, star Wars and star Trek are two franchises that I think deserve better games. Dude, Star Trek, I don't even remember really any good games from Star Trek. Um, There was a first-person shooter that was good. I can't remember what it was called, but it was good. Like mm-hmm. you, 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 um, It was good for the time. If you play it now, it didn't age well. <laughs> um, there was uh, Birth of the Federation was dope. That was like Civilization. Like you picked what civilization you wanted to be, and then you colonized star systems and research tech and shit. That game was dope. The Armada series was dope. Oh, yeah, I remember the Armada series. Where you built like a base, almost like a Command and Conquer. Yeah. But that was the thing. They're dope because the it's been it's a proven mechanic right. from something else. Um, I want a really good Star Trek game. I feel like we could get... Star Trek Online is cool, but it's it's yeah. a it's a shallow MMO. It's not it, yeah. <laughs> it's not a grand storyteller, you know. Um, but yeah, I think both of those franchises could have some pretty dope shit. I played the shit out of that one game everybody hates from Star Trek. Um, I think it's called Star Trek Legacy, 
where it had all the captains in it. Oh, it yeah. Was like a time thing and everybody was going back and forward through time. <laughs> I know the game's bad. But I love that fucking game because it's fully voice acted and you have like Archer talking to Picard and all. It's fucking, the game blew my mind. I bought the fuck out of that game. Though. The day it came out, I bought it and I still don't regret that choice. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break for some uh, alcohol and, you know, maybe some. Uh, God knows what else. Uh Maybe maybe another journey through uh, through Star Trek land with Adam about his game. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. And welcome back. All right. So <laughs> this one was kind of funny. So WhatsApp on Friday announced a three-month delay of a new privacy policy originally slated to go into effect on February 8th following widespread, quote-unquote, confusion over whether the new policy would mandate data sharing with Facebook. The update does not, in fact, uh, affect data sharing with Facebook in regards to user chats or profile information. WhatsApp has repeatedly clarified that its update addresses business chat in the event a user converses with a company's customer service platform through WhatsApp. Quote, we've heard from you so, we've heard from so many people how much confusion there is around our recent update. There has been a lot of misinformation causing concern and we want to help everyone understand our principles and the facts the company wrote in the new blog post published uh, earlier this week. Since 2016, WhatsApp has shared certain information with Facebook, including your phone number, unless you were one of the select few users who chose to opt out of data sharing while the option was still available that year. WhatsApp does not, however, look at people's chat messages and, or listen to phone calls, and WhatsApp's conversation conversations are end-to-end end encrypted to protect against such abuses. Despite this, a pop-up informing users of the changes included mention of how WhatsApp partners with Facebook, because they're owned by the same company, uh, is also included an, alt, uh, an ultimatum instructing users to delete their account if they choose not to agree with the new terms. That gave people the idea that they were being railroaded into new, more invasive terms. The company uh, released a separate blog post this week to, trying to clear up the confusion, and it includes a chart that specifies what information is protected and not shared with someone uses uh, when someone uses WhatsApp. Um, but numerous media reports highlighting the addition of the new broad language in the privacy policy language uh, WhatsApp has been con- um, says has been misconstrued to imply to mandate data sharing and misinformation on social media have coalesced into a full blown WhatsApp privacy backlash. The result has been an surge in signups for messaging competitors like Signal and Telegram. Facebook executives include inst- including Instagram chief Adam Morse uh, Morseri and WhatsApp's head Will Carthcath Cath. Cathcart, sorry, used Twitter to try to clear up. They used another message service to get through <laughs> to clear up the information. <laughs> uh, it, and it seems with little success. Facebook's poor privacy uh, track record and the fact that WhatsApp has over time turned its in, its sites to on monetizing the platform for its large international user base has eroded trust in the chat app, which in turn has had effect of turning a relative mundane update into a worldwide controversy. 
WhatsApp says it's now going to use this three-month delay to better communicate both changes in its policy and its long-standing privacy practices around personal chats, location sharing, and other sensitive data. We're not moving forward. We're we're now moving back the date on which people will be asked to review and accept the terms the blog post states. Uh, WhatsApp ha- says no one will be losing access to the app if they didn't agree to the new terms of service agreement that communicated the changes earlier this month. Quote, we also are going to do a lot more to clear up the misinformation around how privacy and security works on WhatsApp. We'll then go to people gradually to review the policy at their own pace before new business options are available on May 15th, the company says. Yeah, I um, I used to use WhatsApp with my friends um, exclusively. Like we used nothing but WhatsApp. It was a solid program, but we all stopped using it. It was um, it's once it's just once Facebook got it, it it left it gave you like a weird feeling because Facebook's just trash. Like I I can't. I don't know. They're just a trash company. I don't really want to be involved <laughs> with them. Um, and I, we've been, I've been trying to think like, oh, what's what's a better chat thing? But we all use Discord now, right? Which is encrypted, I guess. But I mean, I don't really fucking care. It's not like we're sending swastikas to each other. <laughs> you know, we're ju- we're just talking about video games and dumb shit. But no, we, you do that I on use, Reddit, <laughs> right? Um, I, it was amazing because I I, I kind of dawned on me last week how much I use Discord because Discord is um we have a Discord room for like the friend group and um one of the uh, voice channel because you have voice channels and text channels and they're kind of sp- split up and one of the voice the voice channels is um water cooler because it will a few of us will stay on there almost all day while we're working and it's honestly helped my sanity (laughs) because (laughs) I feel like I'm working with people like they don't work at my company. They work at my old company, but um, we're doing the same thing. We're doing mortgage. So it's kind of cool. Like we could sit there and go, can you believe this motherfucker? You know, stuff like that, you know, and um, it's perfect for gaming together. And I don't know. Discord's the shit. Like everybody get discord. It's the shit. (laughs) <laughs> what I'm trying to say. That should be there. Hey, Discord, when you uh, when you advertise, just use Adam's line. Use Discord. It, it's the shit. It's the shit. That's right. <laughs> the gamer's choice. There you go. <laughs> nah, I like uh, it's the shit better. <laughs> yeah. Has a better ring to it. Do you still use um, WhatsApp at all? No. I haven't used that since... Since we since you stopped using it, that was the only, you you turned out to be the only person I was using WhatsApp with. You use what? What is it? You use Facebook Messenger or something? Why well, um, Facebook Messenger for uh, for quite a few of my friends, but I still, I mean, I have iMessage, which most of my friends with um, I still use. But yeah, I don't really have uh, anything else aside from yeah, Facebook Messenger for people that I will chat with, but I don't want to give my number to. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of relatives don't. don't have my number. <laughs> I just don't talk to people. I don't want to give my phone number to them. <laughs> um, but I do understand that. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of people were switching over to te- Telegram and Signal. Yeah. Um, Signal went down for like a day. 
yeah because it wasn't it wasn't prepared no. yeah they were like so they got these influx of people they're like oh shit so you know the one dude had to come in from his day off to kind of help out you know <laughs> well telegram i think is based in russia which which everybody's terrified of russia which is so. funny because like yeah they go oh yeah which is co-owned by i think russia and china or something like that they're like oh good job guys you guys are running to them <laughs> yeah because they're better than facebook you know <laughs> um, I don't know. I, Facebook can kiss my ass. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, NASA has been forced to end its mission to drill down into the Martian soil after its u- unique geology proved too much for the InSight lander. The in the InSight pro- probe was equipped with a probe, <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> dubbed the Mole, uh, which was going to drill up to 10 feet into the ground. However, the agency said that the soil's unexpected tendency to clump um, meant that the drill could could never get enough purchase to uh, function properly. Um, it's the end of a long saga that began at the start of 2019 when the properties of Mars' soil proved tough, enough, tough to crack. After plenty of trial and error and some help from Insight's robotic arm, the hardware only managed to reach a few centimeters into the ground. The last attempt took place on Saturday, January 9th, as NASA techs tried one last-ditch unsuccessful attempt to complete the mission. All is not lost, however, since the mole's failure has helped engineers develop different strategies for future missions. Um, In addition, now that the InSight arm has been used in this manner, the probe will bury its seismometer to help it um, to help it get cleaner, um, more accurate readings of the Martian geology. And InSight's uh, mission isn't over. Its expected lifespan has been extended until the, to at least the end of 2022. InSight will be tasked with determining if the Martian core is liquid or solid, examining weather data, and when the um, Perseverance lands, building the first meteorological um, network humans have built on another planet. Just don't ask... It to help you to help you put up a shelf um so yeah it's kind of a bummer because i've been tracking this this one because i thought it was interesting but it's still a successful mission i mean in gadgets being a little fucking down and out here hmm. because th- this is the mission that like it has a very sensitive seismograph and it, it detected that the tectonic plates are moving slightly like there's some there's some movement down there and um, and then they found out that the soil's kind of shitty. So before we send people there, we can make some because they're going to need to drill, right. you know, into things. So I thought it was a successful mission, um, but kind of a bummer. Um, but we learned something. I mean, that's what happens, folks. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> you learn from your mistakes and move exactly. on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So. WB Games announced on Thursday that it had quietly disabled online services for Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor just two days prior. That means that the 2014 game Nemesis Forge and Vendetta missions are no longer available to players. The Nemesis Forge featured what uh, feature was added to Shadows of Mordor or Shadow of Mordor shortly before the 2017 sequel Middle-Earth Shadow of War. A lot of shadows in this game uh with it players could have um could play in a sandbox environment with all skills unlocked against the biggest orc enemies they have built up over their main playthrough 
This also ends the ability to import one's nemesis or follower to uh, from Shadow of Mordor into Shadow of War, although Shadow of War's online support is not affected. The Vendetta missions tasked players into killing an orc captain who had killed another human player from its uh, from their friend list. It was connected to the ra uh, Repaid in Blood achievement trophy. Its instructions complete a Vendetta mission, which WB Games said will still be awarded. It didn't say how, though. The achievements, the hunt... Uh, in my the hunt is my mistress and lord of the ring are likewise still unlockable though access to leaderboards is now cut off the mistress it, the hunt is my mistress is part of the trials of war dlc test of the wild challenge mode and lord of the ring was given for test of the ring challenge the epic ruins orc hunter and gravewalker are now automatically awarded to all players since they can't connect to the wb play platform to collect them. Middle, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor was developed by Monolith Productions and was published by Warner Brother Games in September 2014 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PC. It was a commercial and critical su success collecting several Game of the Year nods. The sequel Shadow of, uh, Shadow of War was also developed by Monolith and improved the nemesis system that procedurally generated loss, generated boss enemies based on their encounters with the player. Yeah, a buddy of mine plays the fuck out of um, the new one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he loves that game. Um, I have... <laughs> unfortunately, I have Shadows of Mordor, but I guess it's not going to work anymore. <laughs> um, so, whatever. But, uh, I mean, yeah. It's nice to see a good, a good Lord of the Rings game. You know what mm. I mean? Like, solid <laughs> shit. Starting later this year, Taco Bell will, will begin testing a Beyond Meat-based dish at its restaurants. The chain didn't say um, what said dish will look like, but claimed it wouldn't be the usual plant-based substitution you've seen from other restaurants since it'll be working with Beyond Meat to develop the protein. I would say that it's going to be unique to the things that um, you've seen elsewhere. So we're definitely going to put our Taco Bell innov innovation and spin on it. I don't know what a Taco Bell innovation is, but <laughs> that's what they say. Well, that's um, that's based. That's they're basically saying that the other product is meat based. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, Liz Matthews, Taco Bell's global chef. Or no, I'm sorry, chief. Food innovation officer. <laughs> Chef told was a stretch. CNBC. <laughs> um, if you if you've been following the expansion of Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, um, which is the company that I believe owns Beyond Meat, I think, or it's the the, the competition. I can't remember. Um, you'll know Taco Bell is late to the game. Some of its competitors, such as KFC and McDonald's, have been testing plant based meat substitutions or substitutes since at least 2019, but it's still a significant announcement from the chain, particularly as it works on winning back vegetarians. Over the summer, Taco Bell cut eight items, including vegetarian favorites like the Mexican pizza, rest in peace, F in the chat, um, from its menu to simplify its operations through the pandemic. That's why ahead of its Beyond Meat rollout, the company is bringing back potatoes on March 11th. They, they had potatoes? I didn't... Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Okay. 
Not every potato-based um, dish that got cut is coming back, but you'll be able to order um, more popular ones like the spicy potato soft taco. What? <laughs> what is this? I want a spicy potato soft taco. <laughs> um, so the reason why it's piqued my interest is I'm actually interested in this whole plant-based meat stuff because Beyond Meat actually tastes good. Um we get it. One of my one of my daughters is a vegetarian, and um, when we make hamburgers, they always come in two packs. That's the smallest you can get. I'll just eat the other one because I don't want them to go to waste. Right. And it doesn't bother me. I've had the Impossible Whopper from Burger King. Tastes just as shitty as a Whopper. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I think they're making big strides because I remember vegetarian substitutes. Substitute substitutes in the nineties, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta fucking kill yourself before you <laughs> fucking live off of that. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, and it it is interesting to watch this develop because there's been a lot of talk about how the amount of meat we eat is just not good for the environment and stuff like that. And it's just interesting to watch because, like, I I'm all for a substitute if it works. I'm not gonna stop. Be the one schmuck that stops eating meat because I because I know that it's bad for the environment. <laughs> it's not gonna make any fucking difference, you know. So um, they have this whole plant based thing, and then they're they've also the new thing is they they've been synthetically creating like actual meat out of nothing. Oh yeah, I, I heard like, about some... like they're cloning fucking meat, and that's and... better to me. Like to, to me, that's like is that better? I'm like. It's interesting, but I'd probably rather just eat a plant-based protein. Right. Because I feel like the plant-based protein is at least something that grew out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, I, I read that little – it was like a short little article about, oh, yeah, we're cloning meat proteins and, and they made a chicken breast or something. And I'm like, I <laughs> – I don't know. That's how zombies start. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's how zombies start. You know, zombie chickens run around this motherfucker. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah, but... the zombie chickens. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but that comes from the same tech as where they're saying they're, they've been trying to clone individual body parts. Like, I think this was a while back, but it was like um, somebody's ear got cut off and they grew oh, them a yeah. new ear. I heard about that. Yeah. That's crazy next level shit, bro. <laughs> Like, imagine that shit. Imagine if you had liver, like cirrhosis of the liver, and they just grow you another liver. Right. Pop that in real quick. <laughs> yeah, but then you get a lot of alcoholics that'll be like, oh, that's my joint, man. <laughs> <laughs> Time to hit the reset button. <laughs> you were good up until last week when that just, when we went on that last binge and that didn't work out so well. So, this is your fifth liver, <laughs> sir. Please. Hey, play, uh, play hard or go home. That's my life, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's 107. <laughs> I still smoke to... I still smoke Cubans even though I have to go on a rowboat to Cuba to get them. We're going to get to the point that the only thing that's ever going to kill you is if your brain gives out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. All right. So it's time for our dishbags of the week. So this week, my douchebag is you probably you if you guys if you you know follows you know podcast or cast on the you know what do you call it um uh 
YouTube podcasts, I guess I'll go with that. Um, there's a guy called Robert Storm. Now, this guy has been known to be pretty much a douchebag. Uh, just, just general humanity, he's a douchebag. Right. Now, he was one of those guys that complained that Parasite won Best Picture because it's not an American movie and it won already and um, it won Best Foreign Film. So, you know, that it beat out 1917 and some other movie, you know, it was, uh, you know, that was his, uh, that was his, that was his thing. Okay. So in a recent podcast, he made a comment and I shared this with Adam and we're like, wow, you know, we do this as a joke. Like most people that know that when we have humor that would be considered objectionable, we're mostly joking unless you're a Trump supporter. Um, <laughs> but one thing I thought was kind of interesting, these guys, this guy has people that pay money to ask them questions. Like, right. you know, and I'm like two bucks to ask a question. I was like, and then, oh, they can get a mega one for like five bucks. I was like, isn't that, I mean, you know, it's like, okay. I mean, to me, that seems kind of shitty, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, who are these people that pay that money to ask? Like this one dude, um, they're football dudes. So of course they were bashing this guy because he had, uh, Niner Zeno 209 was his handle. And, uh, but the guy was rank, had them rank Godzilla, King of Monsters, Wonder Woman, 1984, Homecoming and Spider-Man 3. Now, they said, oh, definitely Spider-Man 3 would be number one on their rewatch list because Homecoming was apparently garbage, um, which... Homecoming was garbage. Yeah, that's their their view. Because it wasn't in America. uh, No, this was the first one, the one just out. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And I'm like, Homecoming was garbage. That was probably, next to Tobey Maguire, is probably the best Spider-Man that they had. Um and then they said Wonder Woman 1984 was completely unwatchable, which I disagree. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it, but I disagreed. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a perfect movie. Right. So here's the uh, here's the uh, comment that they made about Wonder Woman. Now it won't play. Come on, play, motherfucker. <laughs> it's just, no, I, 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 mean, I mean, at the very least, okay, Wonder Woman 84, uh, you know, Cheetah will give me a boner, so I'm happy with that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least with that, we're happy. I mean, there, there ain't really no boner you can get in a uh, homecoming. No, I, I mean, you got like freaking. I mean, Zendaya is a beautiful woman, but they got her looking like she ain't showered in a fucking year. So. Yeah, and, and I figured they would have fixed that in the next one, and they didn't. They, they did not. No, they did not. It's no, just I, I... so. <laughs> so. <laughs> Was this podcast recorded in 1942? I, I'm assuming because apparently, you know, if the movie sucks, apparently if it gives you a boner, that's cool. And isn't, isn't her name pronounced Zendaya? Yeah, I think it's Zendaya. But... First of all, she's an American treasure. I don't give a fuck if she's in a potato sack <laughs> with dirt rubbed on her face. But all, but also, I'm like going, she looked as she had a shower. I was like going, you guys obviously never seen the movie is what I'm assuming. She just looked like a teenager. Yeah. She just looked like teacher. She didn't pretty herself up because that's not what the character but was. see, that's what they're saying. This, these are the type of dudes that they, if they have girlfriends at home or wives at home, they have to put makeup on even if they're not leaving the house. Right. Like that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And fucking, it's, and yeah, we joke around. Every guy jokes around like, hey, you know, fucking Wonder Woman could come over and see what's good. You know, stupid stuff like that. Right. But I don't just watch a Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> just because, because of she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? I know. And it's like, I mean, it's like, okay. So basically their rationale is, oh, well, if the movie sucks. At least I have something to look at. I mean, I we you do that for like a movie like Showgirls. You know, because that's the point. Of that's the, the movie. point of the movie is <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a pretty shitty storyline, but you'll like seeing uh you'll like seeing that Saved by the Bell, the nerdy Saved by the Bell chick acting like a stripper. And I right. will be honest, yeah, that was the initial draw. She wasn't a stripper; she was a dancer. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> you gonna you gonna SJW me now on this? <laughs> that's what she says in the movie. <laughs> but what's funny is that um. I think about that movie was a mess. <laughs> oh god, that movie was such a mess. I remember when I first saw it. My friend, he had a friend that worked at Warner, Br- at, um, no, Twenty Century Fox, and gave him a screener video. He's like, "Oh, did you want to see it?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll see it." So he told me, he "Goes, dude, I got the screener for, uh, I got the screener for uh, Showgirls." I was like, "Bring it over." <laughs> I was like, "Bring it over," and uh, he brought I remember it. Remember screeners? Yeah, hey, and- yo, I got that screener. Oh shit! <laughs> so we brought that. Is they brought it over. And uh, we put it on. I put it on the VHS, mind you. Okay. And we were watching this. And then at the time, we had this um, uh, guy living at the house, a younger guy. He, um, he was renting out a pl- uh, renting out here. And he's like, what are you guys watching? And we're like, oh, Showgirls. And he's like, oh. This, he goes, why are you watching that? And I was like, this is actually really funny. And by 20 minutes into the movie, we literally had lowered the volume to that movie and we were going see this is actually talking about the injustice like we were giving it reasons to like why it was like culturally relevant and why it was actually more it was horrible but even he was like and then even by like halfway through the movie he joined in and he was making these making all these comments it was ridiculous it reminded me of that movie um i was reminded of showgirls um when there was that new movie with the mother from um, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, the, what was it, Hustlers or Hustlers? Yeah, and, and what's her fucking name who J-Lo. never is going to admit she's in her 50s? J-Lo. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was, a, it was a decent movie because the point wasn't the glorification of it. It was like, it was basically a crime thing. Right. And you were kind of seeing it, but it was, um, it was, <laughs> it's one of those movies that's awkward because it's showing you people who are not living a good life, but then it's <laughs> also trying to be a girl power movie. Right. And those two things are, are constantly fighting each other. <laughs> the entire movie. Well, we want to give them um, a reason that they're looking like this. So we're going to make it a girl power movie. And then, like, I don't know why. But, but they wouldn't give me a boner it. anyway, so, you know. <laughs> so, what's her names in the movie? Um, the rapper. Oh, the fuck is, is it, her dumbass name? Is it Cardi B or is it? Yeah, the, Cardi B's in the movie. She has a couple of throwaway lines and actually kind of funny. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, and honestly, she's the most authentic because she was a stripper. So, it makes sense for her to be there. She but was actually have, the, she was the actually advisor. <laughs> To the had her saying a funny stripper thing to the chick who was in um in Rich Crazy Asians, and it just doesn't fit. Hmm. Like it's like you were too good to be in this role. (laughs) Yeah, 
so why are you in this role? Yeah. And she doesn't, she's not the one that's, I think she has one dancing scene and it's not nude. And it was awkward for me to watch because the problem is it's like, once you respect a woman, <laughs> you don't want to see them take their clothes off on stage. Well, it you depends. Know, but... I mean, it depends. It depends. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, I respect all these hoes. Okay. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So, my douchebag <laughs> is um, <laughs> Nestle, essentially. Um, but they make um, hot pockets. <laughs> hot pockets. So I'm gonna, I'm, and the reason why hot pockets are my douchebag is because I'm gonna read this and keep in mind that we usually don't buy hot pockets anymore. My kids eat prepared food. <laughs> we bought hot pockets right before this. For the first time in like a year. And I was like, of course. <laughs> of course we did. Fortunately, so I just I just bought some recently too, but it wasn't that size. <laughs> right. Those hot pockets in your freezer could contain something more dangerous than piping hot cheese. Uh, Nestle prepared or diabetes. Foods, <laughs> right. Is recalling certain pepperoni hot pockets over, over concerns that they may contain be contaminated with pieces of glass and hard plastic. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's uh, Food Safety and Inspection Service announced Friday. Um, the Class 1 recall applies to 54-ounce 12, pe- 12 packs of pepperoni hot, hot pockets with a Best Buy date of February 2022. And li- Also, as I started getting older, buying food that has meat and dairy products that stay good for two years worries me. <laughs> it worries me, you know? Um, also, Hot Pockets are one of those foods where I can have, I could be hungry, like my stomach is growling. I'll have a Hot Pocket, and my stomach is still growling. Mm. Like, yeah, what did I just eat? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, it gives all, I'll read these out just in case you bought Hot Pockets. I'll be, resp- I'll be responsible here, and I'm going to read it out. Nah, fuck them, and I can lock, read it. <laughs> lock code zero. Th- I'm not going to read this out. You can follow the link in the, uh, <laughs> show, in notes. the show notes. Um, or just Google Hot Pocket, <laughs> hot pocket right. Recall. Approximately 762,615 pounds of recalled Hot Pockets were shipped to stores across Cal. Are we just weigh in Hot Pockets? I guess. Um, there are four consumer complaints of extraneous materials inside the Hot Pockets. The food safety and inspection service. Food safety and inspection service don't fuck around. Four complaints, pimp. And they're like, bring it all back. <laughs> um, one of the c- complaints includes a report of a minor oral injury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> consumers who purchased the recall product should throw it away or return it to the place of purchase. Food sa- safety and inspection service said. Um it's it's something and i t- <laughs> so we never buy the 12 pack i have too many people in my house so we we when we did actually buy it we bought the biggest box that you can find at right. costco um and i was talking to my wife and i was like why the sad thing is is like they've recalled it for having plastic and glass in it but honestly that doesn't really make it any less dangerous just well, faster <laughs> well what the thing is is that they said unacceptable amounts 
Right. I was like going, oh, there's an what's acceptable, the acceptable amount? I usually thought no, none was an acceptable amount. I need, <laughs> I need, um, I need some I'm trying very hard to stay away from foods like this these days because I'm getting older too and it starts to hurt me anyway. And like we bought pizza rolls. This is because we were money was a little tight. So we're buying this kind of shit, you know, and we bought pizza rolls. And at first, the first couple plates, I was like, yeah, I used to eat these when I was a kid. I was like, they're better in the microwave. Don't put them in the oven. You know, all that dumb shit. Right. Towards the third plate, I'm like, I don't want these anymore. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Just comes at the end. And then honestly, like. It was like a poor people mentality anyway because it's actually cheaper to just buy real food and cook it than it is to buy this frozen bullshit. Yeah. It's just quicker. Like people like to lie to themselves and be like, oh, it's because it's cheaper and my budget. It's like, fuck you. You, you buy a frying pan and a <laughs> pot and you, you make all this shit for way cheaper. I can't make a hot pocket for cheaper. I used to be where fast food or the the that stuff used to be cheaper. Yeah, that was that was there was some truth to that, but that was like twenty years you used ago. To get like spam, a can of spam for like fifty cents. Well, like I was like I was reading a uh, somebody tweeted out that um, because they were talking about how Republicans don't want the fifteen dollar an hour federal because um, it's still seven seven fifty or seven twenty five or something like that. They yeah. want federal employees to still make seven twenty five, while most of the most of the world has gone to fifteen dollars an hour, at minimum. Um, and this lady goes, um, this lady goes. I used to work at Wendy's back in nineteen ninety nine, and it used to cost for um, one of the, one of their uh, uh, combos four fifty. They go now at this price point. Now it's nine dollars, and. You're saying that, oh, doubling the cost of somebody of minimum wage would hurt people. They go, you can't even buy, you know, it's like the the price of food is doubled in the 20 year period. And you're going to sit there and say, oh, but wages can't improve. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like it can go one way, but it can't go the other way. Yeah, it's it's people don't understand. Like someone put it best the other day where it's like you guys are all crying about raising the minimum wage for the average worker when the CEO of the company that employs them is making millions a year just for them. Like the the money is not being allocated properly. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it it's, and then another argument, which I think is fascinating, um, is like, well, I make $20 an hour. So if they, if they're getting bumped up to 15, am I going to get bumped up to why, why would you get the point is a living wage, right? Why would you get, you're just being a fucking piece of shit now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, stop it with that. I don't give a fuck. Give the people at McDonald's $15 an hour. Yeah. At least they care. At least they can have a a decent wage, you know? And it's still, it's not a wage that's going to make them go, gee, (laughs) I love this life so much that I'm never going to try to do better. It's just enough so they can feed themselves and maybe afford some fucking health insurance. Yeah, when, so they can actually be comfortable enough to make their lives better. Yeah, they need to get right with these rent prices too, because oh, yeah, fucking Arizona is getting silly. I pay eighteen hundred dollars a month 
for a three-bedroom apartment. And my apartment complex has no amenities whatsoever. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, there's a pool. That's it. It doesn't have anything else. Barely has any parking. Are they going to do, are they going to start listing it as, oh, this, this apartment in Phoenix is great. It's a, uh, it's uh what do you call it? Um, it's California adjacent like they do here in, in, uh, it's it, over here. They're like going, oh yeah, this, 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 um, apartment in, uh, Canoga Park near Canoga Park high school is, is, uh, is what is it called? Calabasas adjacent. I'm like motherfucker. Uh, Ten minutes in one direction. It's Cal. It's you can get to Calabasas. I don't know, but they they fucking um, the prices are outrageous. Like yeah. it's and it's 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 the truth. The truth of the matter is, is the inflation that all the Republicans are complaining is going to happen has already happened. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. It, and the wages haven't kept up because the the top you know five one percent are making all this fucking money. But no one else is making it. Well, the problem is, is because of the fact that, you know, they're getting money from those people that are making that much. So why cut off the horse? You know, why cut off the money train? That's and I gave some about. I gave someone a great argument one time because it was um they were like, well, minimum wage is supposed to be low. Because it's they're not supposed to want to stay there. And I'm like, I mean, if you put it at 15, they're not going to want to stay there either. Yeah. You know, and they go. Oh, what did they say? That's where you go. Ooh. How much do you make? Uh, right. Uh, when, and you're never going to ask for a raise. You know, it's like. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, his point, his point was, uh, was those jobs aren't important. So it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, every minimum wage worker, let's all, let's all have them stop working. Yeah. And you see how fucked this country is. It's going to be like day without a Mexican. Remember that movie? Right. Yeah. It, it's. Just because someone makes a little bit, every job is important because it keeps things moving. Like you could sit here and go, oh, a job at McDonald's is not is not an important job. Sure, it's not as important as the fucking brain surgeon at the hospital, but it is important to the economy that places like that run. Yeah, okay, so try going to buy a movie ticket to a movie theater. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get very much farther there. Go to, you know, those restaurant jobs that you say aren't important. Go go even to one of the better ones, you know, maybe not right. McDonald's. Go go to that like, you know, it's like you're gonna see my, that. My grandfather taught me when I was when I was young is that every job serves its purpose. Like that kid that works at McDonald's, sure he doesn't have a good a, a good job, and you would think on the surface he's not important, but that job at McDonald's is supporting him through college so he can get to something where he is doing something more important. Right. Everything is important. Never look down on anybody for their job. And Republicans, unfortunately, statistically speaking, are the ones that usually look down on people who don't have a lot of money. Right. And I'm sorry, but society requires there to be poor people. So why don't we just make those poor people not as shit having such a shitty life? Yeah. Because we all know we need them to do it. Hmm. So give them a fucking break. Yeah. Fifteen dollars an hour ain't even a lot. No, to be real, real in most places in the country, it's not a lot of money. So no, but it allows you at least to buy food and not decide. Right. Oh well, what am I going to pay? And you, you can know. get a little roommate or something. You know, yeah. a situation like that, and you can put some food in the fridge. Yeah. You know, and it, it's little stuff like that that allows people to better their lives. When you're sitting here, we're, and listen, I'm speaking from experience. You're sitting here worrying about if you're going to eat the next day. 
you ain't worried about what your next job's gonna be. Right. You're worried about what the fuck you're gonna eat the next day. <laughs> you know, it, your priorities shift. So if we can get everyone to be, I don't know why I'm on a soapbox right now. Yeah, I know. Thank you for coming to get, his TED Talk. <laughs> if we can get everybody's basic needs met, then everyone will be better. Yeah. There'll be a few that are shit, but there's always going to be a few that are shit. <laughs> All right. So. Speaking of a douchebag who doesn't a, care about anything I just mentioned. Exactly. Speaking of idiots, uh, our social media idiot this week is a return guest, Alex Jones. <laughs> he um, returns a lot. Yeah, he returns a lot. The biggest reason why is because now, after everything that happened at the Capitol, even though the months leading up to leading up to it, you hear comments like, we're going to fight for our rights. People need to arm up. People need to be ready to, to get into a war. All this stuff. And now he's backtracking a lot of that. Now it's Antifa. It's a PSYOP operation. The biggest reason why is because the FBI wants to talk to him. At least that's what he said on his show. So I'm going to play a quick clip of of that of his uh, little bit of his rant be of investigative journalist the country back when those news programs actually did real investigative reports you remember those and i saw him yesterday when he was doing the fourth hour it just he blew it away the way he described the psyops how they're trying to cause these uprisings this weekend it's the modern reichstag 2.0 but it didn't go off like they wanted last wednesday so now they want the really big event so they've gone and beaten up uh roger stone's wife when she was walking the dog She's in the hospital, beat the hell out of her, uh, and uh, now she's got to have surgery. And they had the FBI call us and say, yeah, we want you to come in for questioning about running the attack on the Capitol. Because now the official story is it was coordinated. Uh, first, it was Trump's speech caused it, but now we know how before. We know who did it. Antifa was some paramilitary groups all together, which you're going to turn out are going to be feds with idiots they provocateur to be part of it, the Q people. Uh, and so I'm just very honored. And people ask, how am I taking this? I feel great, man. I'm a patriot. I'm a good father. I've told the truth. I love America. And that the fact that this global enemy controlled by the Ch communist Chinese wants to pin this on me and wants to, and, and, and has to beat Roger Stone's wife up. I mean, that's who you are. Fine. God is on our side and you have God to deal with. And so, uh, and I know the average person in the bureaucracy is not our enemy. They're saying the Capitol Police, I have the articles right here, are being investigated for aiding and abetting because they gave some of the Stop the Steal people tours. They're supposed to with congressmen. You think we went and you think we ran that? That's ridiculous. So, so <laughs> one thing that came off of this that was that was completely false is the Roger Stone thing. His wife was not beat up. Uh, she she was because it says she was beat up by Antifa or the left um, the other day and needed surgery. That was a lie. She did have a... Um, Roger Stone even came out and said that that was a lie or that was um, taken out of context. She did sh her... Roger Stone actually slapped her for not getting yeah, dinner on the table. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what had happened was, according to Roger Stone, he said what had happened was is that... Um, they had come out they him and his wife had come home from an evening out and there was somebody who recognized them and started talking shit to him um uh said something about uh said something to his wife it led into a heated confrontation where she got she got pushed she was fine she went home 
He goes, everything was fine. She's never in the hospital. She never had a surgery. So that was a straight lie. But if you notice, he's, to me, he seems a bit nervous now. Now the FBI is on him. And they have a lot of physical evidence that says that, oh, yeah, he helped it. And the thing was, is it like, oh, yeah, it was a coordinated assault. Um, but we knew it was. Um, but then they said before that it was uh, the speech. It was both. The speech was the reason they were there. Like he's yeah. trying to say that, oh, it couldn't be the speech if it was a coordinated event and it couldn't be a coordinated event if it was a speech. It's like, no, it's both. Everybody went there because Trump said, come here and we're going to we're going to protest. We're going to it's going to get wild. And they went there. He has been known to as said to have been called by the Trump people to come down there and um, on the on the 6th and, you know, be a be a speaker and get people riled up and the shit that he does. But so, he has the articles in front of him. Steve. Right, right. He's got the, okay. and now he's comparing this to the Rostag, which if you know anything about history, this is where Hitler and the SS stormed it, kill, um, burnt down the con- their Congress, and, and, and it's also known as the Night of the Knives when, yeah. he, when he killed a bunch That's of- That's how I remembered it. Yeah. I remember they said the Rostag, I was like, the what? And then I read the article, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was the- night of the knives where they killed congress and then he got promoted leader which to me i'm like why biden's already president and like also why are you drawing that comparison when your group is the one that stormed the capitol yeah oh no no it, it, it's not him it was the insiders it's the antifa right. it's those people that actually started the riot because you know nobody else would have done it on their own even though we have video evidence of <laughs> people literally saying, I am not Antifa. Well, what's fu- I am a patriot. Exactly. <laughs> and like they were painting on that guy on the, the 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 shaman, you know, the QAnon shaman. Oh, he's been at a lot of things. He's known as an Antifa guy. He even went out and said, I'm not Antifa. <laughs> he's like, I'm from Q. I'm QAnon. I'm not Antifa. It's like going, Bro, you you know your your stance is weak. Did you hear that they are starting their own political party? And I thought it was funny because they're they're naming it the Patriots Party, which I'm like, that sounds familiar. And the reason it sounds familiar is because we used to have a Patriots Party. Um, and the funny thing is the Patriots Party was a socialist party. I thought so. Um, so I'm like, does anyone know how to read <laughs> no. on your side? <laughs> like I am literally an average American I have a GED <laughs> and I heard Patriots Party and I went, wasn't that the Socialist Party back in the day? Like, why do I know that? <laughs> well, it's it's like all of these people. I mean, the the um, Marjorie Green QAnon um, chick is over there saying that she's going to, on January 21st, she's going to introduce articles of impeachment against Biden for stealing an election. You know, and you hear all these people, her and David, Devin Nunes and and that other um, QAnon chick from Colorado, which I have to say, we really need to have standards for who runs for office, because that chick from Colorado never finished high school. She dropped out of high school and she got a GED a couple of years ago. She's also her husband was arrested for exposing himself to minors at a bowling alley. Ooh. You know, yeah, and I'm like, and and oh, there was also the White Patriot Party, <laughs> where the WPP was an American anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist, homophobic, white supremacist, par- paramilitary political party 
associated with Christian identity and the Ku Klux Klan. Now that sounds a little more on brand. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm like, okay, that that sounds legit. That sounds on the point. The Confederate Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh my I god, I remember them. I can't even finish reading this fucking nonsense. <laughs> like, these people are so blatantly. It's one of two things. They're either like blatant about this racism shit, or or bigotry and all that. Or they're just so fucking brainwashed they don't even notice that it's happening. Like they're willfully ignorant of it. I think they're it's a little bit of both. I think it's 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 it may not be apparent to some of them, but it's so ingrained. You know, like it, it's yeah. like it's like it's like those people that says, I'm not racist, but they are so ingrained on racist behavior they don't understand that they are actually racist. And I've I've actually seen a few things coming out of people saying like they grew up in a racist household and they broke free of that and they're not speaking to family members and stuff. And I had a, a, some buddies of mine, Mexican guys, and they were asking me, they, they asked me point blank. And I'm whenever someone asks me a question that sounds like it could be offensive, I don't get offended. Like it's just someone is misinformed. So I'm going, now if they keep pressing me, yeah. then okay. But he's like, you know, in a white household, is it just like that? Like just racism? I'm like, not in my household. Like it depends on it depends on a variety of factors, like where you grew up. You know, I mean, Boston has racism, but it's more like people just talk shit. <laughs> but it wasn't in my family. My family is very much against racism, like to a point that they didn't understand why it existed. It's just <laughs> like it makes no sense. You know, I was lucky in that way. Right. My father grew up in a southern household, and he's told me that it was. And I'm not saying everyone in the South is this way. I'm just saying my father grew up in a different area than I did. Rampantly racist. They hated anyone who wasn't white. Which is and, significant of the South. Right. And he said, <laughs> he said um, it's hilarious because his family, who I I've, I've really haven't met, um, his side of the family, they hate black people, but they're all fucking drug addicts. Yeah. They're all like the worst kind of white people. <laughs> <laughs> that you can think of, you know, and he broke free of that as well, you know. So it's like it, it, yeah, you can grow up in that kind of stuff, but you can also read the tea leaves a little bit. Like this isn't the, this isn't the fucking 1800s. Right. Like you, you have the truth banging on your subconscious all day long. Yeah. You have, I, I give no, I give no excuse to an adult who's fully functioning to be every like, Oh, well, this is, this is how I was raised The do better dude. Yeah. And that's the, the, the cop out is, well, I was raised this way. It's like, yeah, but you have enough to break that. Especially when we see children, I've seen 14 year olds, 15 year olds that are, are on, on social media. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the day to get out of here. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I can't do this. You know, you feel bad for me. You know, my hat goes out to people like that because you see someone who is more socially evolved and they understand that bigotry and racism is is a fool's errand. It's it's not sustainable. It doesn't make any sense, at least today. It used to be. But nowadays, you're just going to be the outlier that is cast out of society. Rightfully so. Because it's foolishness we don't have fucking time for. Right. You know, if racism 
was the was the was the um the uh accepted thing we couldn't even have this podcast steve and that's the real travesty here <laughs> okay we bring told, that we I, bring I, that I, glimmer of hope into the world i tell my kids because you know i try to tell them don't don't sleep on this fucking racism shit because it's going on and you need to call people out for that shit yeah because um the uh i told them i said it wasn't it wasn't too long ago, not in my lifetime, but it wasn't too long ago where my relationship with my wife would have been, it wouldn't have even been allowed. Yeah. You know, so it's like, give it the fucking program here. <laughs> We're at the beginning of this whole fucking everybody gets along shit. Yep. We're you not know? at Star Trek yet. No. The social, the, the, um, the, Social, it's not social. The, uh, the equal rights movement never ended. Mm-mm. Still going on. Contrary to what they teach in our shitty ass history <laughs> classes, there isn't a date on it. Right. Everybody <laughs> assumes that oh, the '60s that was the civil rights movement. Yeah. It's like it never stopped. And then black people were just satisfied, and everything was fine. Right. And no now they got, it. and now they got uppity again because they want more rights. It's like they haven't even got the re- well, the, the rights that everybody else got. The way it's taught in basic, like high school, is once Martin Luther King Jr. was shot, that was the end of the the um, civil rights movement. Right. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no. Like, I didn't even learn about Malcolm X. Yeah, neither did I. In high school, because he was a little bit more militant, yeah. I think. Um, but of course, unlike most people, you pick up a fucking book and read something. Yeah. You know? Anyway, I'm sorry. Very soapboxy today. I'm just I, I, I am getting um mentally exhausted the last few weeks, as as I'm sure many have been getting as well. Which is the the fucking the silliness that's been going on. And I'm fucking tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing like, you know, ignorance I saw I saw something uh, that made me laugh. It said ignorance is free. Or no, ignorance doesn't cost anything, so you feel free to leave. <laughs> Which is how I feel now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these are things we need to discuss. I'm not saying that I don't want to have a discussion. I'm just tired of listening to the other side. Like Especially, I, I never understood this whole concept of, well, you know, the, they these people have a voice. It's like, no, they don't. We spent the last, what, 160 years stomping out that voice. It's like no. Everybody, every opinion deserves to be heard. I've already heard this opinion. Yeah, this is, and we've already new. <laughs> proved that it's incorrect. Yeah. We've already had this whole generation of of going against this. So now it's like, oh well, they look different now. So we we now they're you know middle America flyover states, which is something that I kind of wish. Like to me, it's one of those things where you know I always used to hear the right say during uh, after nine eleven that. Well, we don't hear the the Muslim, the mosques, and the the Sikhs, and everybody who's not Christian coming out against these terrorists. So, if you're not saying anything, you're condoning it. Well, yeah, how about this? You know, you guys are racists, and if the flyover states don't say anything that this isn't part of, this isn't their culture, this isn't how they are raised, this isn't who they are, they admonish them. Well, then you're complicit too. Yeah, you, then you need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah. And maybe some things need to change because I'm I'm tired of hearing that too. Like, oh, you know, 
the big cities want to make all the decisions. It's like the big cities don't want to have to make all the decisions. They just seem to be the only ones that make any fucking sense anymore. Yeah. Because we, we in the big cities, and yes, I am in a big city too, the fifth largest fucking one, bitches, Phoenix, what's <laughs> up? Um, we live, diversity is an everyday thing. It's not even a fucking, it's not an alien concept, you know? And, and yeah, it's not perfect. But we try our damnedest to make it work. And to and to most people in the city, I don't think anyone really gives a fuck about where this person's from or where that person's from, other than it being interesting. But then you have what they call the flower states of middle America, where it's mostly one thing. And then they go, well, um, that's not how I see America. It's like, well, then you need to open your fucking eyes. <laughs> right. Pay attention. Stop doing this like, oh, team me and everybody outside of me is. I hate that American thing of the it's everything's a sport. Yeah. So this isn't a sport. We're both Americans. You're fucking up. Please get it together. Like, I don't we don't have time for this anymore. It's not cute. Like, it's it's getting fucking it's getting old. Like, I, I'm sitting here going. Look, seeing the Confederate flag in the fucking state capitol brings up some pretty dark fucking images. Yeah, and this this concept of, well, this isn't the America I grew up in. No, it's evolving. That's what right. happens. If you're we're getting, if, we're trying to get better. If you get the fuck out of the way, if minorities scare you, you have a problem. I'm getting tired of being considered the ghetto of Western civilization. Hmm. We, we literally, I was reading that other countries think of us as the hood. Oh, yeah. And it it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you got people in in Europe watching the news going, what the fuck? Is everyone all right? Yeah. Canada's somebody's getting nervous. Somebody's going to do a welfare check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking people calling Canada. Can you can you check on your boy? Like, I, I'm worried they're, about They're him. even calling Mexico going, um, I'm worried about them up there. <laughs> You know, we're like, leaving. Mexico's <laughs> like we ain't going there anymore. <laughs> it's it's crazy on it. So I'm 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 hoping we start seeing some change. Um, I think with and Biden isn't the savior of the universe either. We have to get away from that mentality of yeah. one person is going to change the world. That's how that's how the Trumps think too. The Trumpers yeah. think. I think him being in office is going to allow the right people and the right voices to be heard to really get some change going because the voices have been here they're just no one's listening to them the last four years yeah you, know, you have you have people who you know of uh you know minorities or whatever people of color whatever the correct term is um who have been shouting from the rooftops that there there's problems but unfortunately the people that are currently in power until wednesday mm-hmm. at noon do not give a fuck yeah. And it's 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 just disgusting, and it needs it needs to be done with. And I I think that this year is going to see some uh, major changes, um, which is good. Yeah. You know, I still I still can't get over that this, a Native American is going to be the Secretary of the Interior. I thought that was the coolest <laughs> fucking choice. That's a flex right there. <laughs> like who else is going to give a fuck? Right. You know, watch her be fucking horrible, and she's all. <laughs> Doing fracking everywhere. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in. If you want to start the new year right, you can donate to this soapbox, <laughs> to, uh, to this weekly TED talk. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> That's another thing. I can't wait until our podcast can go back to not having to discuss these big issues every fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's we could just go back to talking about um who gives us a boner and who doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Real American talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I, I can't anymore. I can't do this anymore. Nate. Uh, oh yeah, hit the donate button if you want to do that on lazygeeks.com. Uh, and, if, and if you can't help us out with some cash, uh, you can always uh, rate the show. You can go ahead and uh, and also share the show with uh, with people. Don't don't keep this slice of heaven to to yourself. We you share it. It'll enlighten everybody, and it, it may change our culture. Yeah. Some people may Hopefully. say I'm selling it kind of high, but it's like, I don't think I'm selling it enough. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out all the other podcasts <laughs> on the Lazy Geeks Network. Uh, you can either go to the website or just type in the Lazy Geeks on your podcast app of choice. All right. And if you have comments, questions, or ideas, hit us up. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email uh, the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. We're thinking so you don't have to. Oh, yeah, and uh, keep getting, wearing those masks. Yeah.